Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 1 Kings chapter 19. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all of the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid, and he ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom brush and sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of the Lord. There he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood in the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, Go back the way you came, and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu son of Nimshi king over Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shabat, from Abel-Meholah, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escape from the sword of Hazael, and Elisha will put to death any who escape from the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve seven thousand in Israel, all of those whose knees have not bowed down to Baal, and whose mouths have not kissed him. So Elijah went up from there and found Elisha, the son of Shebat. 
he was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the twelfth pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I'll come to you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. And so on the heels of the last chapter, which was a tremendous victory for Elijah and for the Lord over the the false prophets of Baal, you recall the the fire fell down and uh, destroyed the offering on the bull pieces and the water and the rocks and all that that Elijah had set up and the prophets of Baal were completely powerless. And then Elijah told the people to decide who was God and they said Yahweh is God. So it was a big victory for the Lord and the prophets of Baal were executed. And then after that, if that were not enough, the power of God came on Elijah and he ran 20 miles ahead of a chariot, ahead of Ahab's chariot. And so big victory, big victory. So Ahab goes home. He tells uh, wicked Queen Jezebel everything Elijah had done. Now, Jezebel was, um, so to speak, the power behind the throne. And so Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, May the gods deal with me if I don't take your life like one of these uh, prophets' lives that you took by this time tomorrow. So the Bible says Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. It's, It's a very strange thing, and I'll just mention it. If you've been in the Lord very long, whenever there's a big victory, a big spiritual victory in your life, it seems like almost inevitably there's a backlash that comes. Something goes wrong on the heels of something really good. Now, I won't make that a universal thing, but here, in the case of Elijah, he had this amazing victory. Nothing else I can think of comparable to it. And yet, on the heels of it, he was intimidated by the threats of this one wicked woman. So he takes off running. He goes out into the woods, and he says, um, Lord, I just want to die. I'm not any better than anybody else. You know, who am I to to think that I can overcome the, the whole nation of Israel and Jezebel and Ahab and all these people and all that? And uh, he sits down under a bush and goes to sleep. And um, all at once, an angel comes and wakes him up and tells him to eat. So he gets up, and there's some bread baking over coals and a jar of water. So this is supernatural, bread and and, uh, water, jar of water. And so he eats and drinks and goes back to sleep again. Maybe he's depressed. And then the angel Lord came back a second time and said, Get up and eat, for the journey's too much for you. And so he got up and ate uh, the angel food, literally, again. And on the strength of that food, the Bible says he traveled 40 days and 40 nights. And so he went on a 40-day fast, food and water, and sleep. He traveled for 40 days and 40 nights. That's why both are mentioned. So imagine this, a total fast, no food, no water, and no sleep. Not only that, he was moving, he was walking, and it was all based on the power of God from this, um, uh, these two angelic meals. And he goes to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, this is the same place where the Lord revealed himself to Moses. He passed by Moses. And so Elijah is called to the place where the Lord had previously revealed himself. And so Elijah goes into a cave. He spends the night, and the word of the Lord comes to him and says, 
what are you doing here? You know, you've run from this woman Jezebel. And so Elijah makes his case. He says, I've been very zealous for the Lord, but everybody in Israel has rejected his covenant and torn down his altars and put the prophets to death. And I'm the last guy standing. And now they want to kill me. And so the Lord tells him to go out and stand on the mountain that he's going to pass by. Remember, he, he said something similar to Moses. But this time, the Lord shows up um, in, in various manifestations, but they're not actually the presence of the Lord. They precede the presence of the Lord. So first, there's a terribly powerful wind that tears apart the mountain and shatters the rocks. But the Bible says the Lord was not in the wind. Then there was a tremendous earthquake, and the Lord once again was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And then after the fire, we read that there was a gentle whisper, and this was the Lord. He was coming with a, King James says, a, a still small voice. I was reading the NIV here when I read the text. But Elijah heard it when he heard this gentle whisper, this still small voice, and he pulled his cloak over his face. And the voice said to him, once again, what are you doing here, Elijah? So Elijah starts to make his case, and the, and the Lord says, no, no, let's, uh, let's move on from that. And so in verse 15, the Lord said to him, go back the way you came to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael king over Aram. Now, this is the king of Syria. He's telling him to go and anoint the future king of Syria in Damascus, Syria. So it's a very strange prophetic word, but okay, that's number one. Number two, he says, go anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, to be king over Israel. And so once again, Ahab is still alive and he's still serving as king. And the Lord tells um, Elijah to go anoint his successor. And then finally, he says, go anoint your own successor. Go anoint Elisha, tells him where he is, whose son he is. And he says, he's to succeed you as prophet. And so of these three mandates, the first thing he does is he goes and finds Elisha. And uh, he invites Elisha to follow him. Elisha, cutting the story short, um, says, yeah, he goes, tells his family goodbye. And he he sets out to follow Elijah and become his protege and successor. But I want to pray about this idea of a backlash, spiritual backlash from uh, on the heels of spiritual victory. Lord, um, I personally have noticed in my own life, whenever there seems to be a great victory in you um, through my life, in my life, or in the observation of my life that I can see it, that it seems like almost immediately something negative comes my way from the enemy. Lord, I don't know whether this is an absolute principle, but I just pray against it. And I pray for my brothers and sisters who are listening to this message. Lord, when you have victories in our lives and through our lives and in the the places where we live and where we serve, Lord, may we go from victory to victory. Lord, defeat every backlash of the enemy. May there be triumph in everything we put our hands to that you call us to. We pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. 
If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.